0: Welcome to the New Generation Podcast, a podcast where we talk to you about things that have changed from your generation to our generation. And if you're a teen like me, maybe you're just listening to get a little more educated. I'm your host, Edward Davis. And today we're gonna to be discussing the economy currently with the online market and mostly focusing on the online market because this is something that really interests me is the use of cryptos and NFTs and day trading being more prevalent than ever before day trading used to be a big thing. The stock market day trading has always been kind of a side job, but it's always been kind of looked down upon in my opinion. Like if you look back at the older generations, if someone in the nineties, you were talking to them and you were like, Oh, what are you doing? They're like, Oh, I live in my mom's basement and I day trade. They're going to get laughed at. But honestly, if you tell that to someone now, I honestly don't know what someone's response would be because like, Day trading can be so lucrative that it's crazy. Like, people have always discouraged day trading because of the risk involved with it. But there are people who analyze the market so well that they can get away from these risks and make tons of money. And I feel like it's been increased ever since. Like, the people who have been doing it have been increased ever since the uh, the newer trading apps came out, which made it a ton easier. Like, uh, the Robinhoods, the Weebles, uh, the E-Trades after they got rid of their fees. I feel like people have been using those to get into trading daily because there's no fees involved. It doesn't take much time at all. You can trade from your phone. You can do it wherever, and it doesn't take much time out of your day. If you're a day trader, most of them just kind of sit on their computers at home, analyze the market, and just make trades from their phone, and it's almost like passive income, if you would say. Uh, stocks have always been regarded as passive income. This one is a little bit more active than just holding on to stocks for a long time. But honestly, it doesn't take a ton, a ton of energy, but there's people who are really, really good at it, and I don't want to offend them by saying that they don't take a lot of skill and what they do doesn't take a lot of time and a lot of preparation. So I am going to say that they do take a lot of time and a lot of preparation to do what they do, uh, and they can make a lot of money. I know I know people who have made thousands of dollars off day trading, and if you remember the, uh, the GameStop pump and the... Uh, the other pumps that they did, I don't remember exactly some of them. I tried to get in on Nokia when I was first getting involved with a little bit of day trading. I don't really do it myself. I mean I just kinda know about it a little bit. I don't really day trade myself, but I mean I tried to get in on Nokia when they first hit those pumps and then Nokia did absolutely awful and I stopped really so I I haven't day traded since that since that fateful day. But people will go in, they'll sit in their parents' basements or they'll sit maybe in their own office, maybe they'll have an office somewhere. They'll sit on their computers for a long period of time a day and just analyze charts and they'll make trades off their phone and they can make tens of thousands of dollars a day. Uh, And I know everything is kind of more glorified on the internet. I know there's not always people making this $10,000 a day and it's such a risky business. Day trading can be so, so, so risky. If you don't have a lot of capital, it's honestly, in my opinion, not the best idea. If you've got two to four thousand dollars, there's definitely not like I, there's definitely a place for you in day trading. But it's so risky that if you're trying to trade two thousand dollars a day and that's your capital limit, there's a very good chance you would lose everything. There is a there is a solid chance you lose all of your two thousand dollars if you're getting started and you're trying to trade with just your capital and using all of your capital almost at the same time or using big chunks of your capital. You could very well lose it all very, very quickly. It's a lot of gambling almost in my opinion. I mean, I feel like it's kinda like going to a casino and putting down roulette. I mean, there's a lot of different outcomes and there's it's almost unpredictable at points. I mean, there's people who've gotten really good at predicting it, like there's people who've gotten really good at poker. But it's it's a lot it's a lot of risk involved. It's a ton of risk involved and I don't think it's the best idea always if you're wanting to get into the stock market. What I think is the best idea right now is doing longer-term passive holds, and if you've got a decent capital chunk, you're never going to lose money on stocks like Apple and Amazon. If you've got $15,000, you can buy a couple shares of Apple, and you are never going to lose money. I will repeat to you this again. You're not going to lose money on Apple. It's the safest stock there is out there right now, that and Amazon. You're not going to lose money on either of the two stocks. They're just so safe and there's almost no risk involved in them you're going to gain money working through those stocks it may take you a while and it not might not be as lucrative as some of the day trading stuff that you see but i promise you it is it is going to help you a lot if you're just trying to get up your capital if you're trying to get up ten thousand dollars and you if you have ten thousand dollars and you're trying to get up a couple thousand maybe over the next couple years you're just trying to be passive you're not trying to sit at your computer all day analyze charts do all that stuff I highly recommend just doing more passive holds and sitting there with stocks like Amazon and Apple like I was talking about. But let's get into NFTs. So NFTs are a really, really cool concept in my opinion. I don't know how well they're going to last. I mean, I, you hear a lot of people saying nowadays that they think it's pyramid schemes, that they think it's money laundering. I don't really think it's either of those. I mean, I definitely think there is some shady stuff going on in some of the NFT deals. But honestly, for the most part, I think it's just a new way of doing something that people have never thought about. I mean, like the blockchain is such a cool idea. I mean, it's like exchanging art pieces. It's if you have a Picasso, it's almost equivalent to an ape. And I don't want to use that example because I know people will go haywire on me and freak out that I'm comparing a great art piece to a digital picture of a monkey. But what I'm saying is not that they're very similar in artistic skill. What I'm saying is it's an investment. It's an art investment. And people will say, oh, I can screenshot your NFT all day long. Like, yeah, I mean, if I owned an NFT, I would not care about people taking pictures of my NFT and using it for their profile picture. Like, honestly, it just attracts more advertising people who want to buy it from me. It's not going to take away anything from me. I'm not buying it for the picture at that point. If you're buying an NFT for the picture, you are doing it for the wrong purpose. There's no reason for you to be buying an NFT so you can consistently look at a picture of a digital monkey. I don't I would, I would, don't get why people would buy NFTs just for the picture. You buy them for the investment. And they're a pretty decent investment. I mean, I don't think they're going to last forever. I think some of the smaller projects, especially, uh, spending a lot of money on those, spending $15,000 on an NFT from a smaller project that's not well-developed, that doesn't have as good of perks as the apes and the punks do. I mean, I don't get buying into those smaller projects. I think they're going to get... A big dip sooner or later and they're not going to be worth as much as they currently are and a lot of people are going to lose money on those and i would not recommend getting in on those smaller projects unless you're not spending a ton of capital and you're spending capital that you're willing to lose but that you could also gain on so i think the nfts are going to become a huge part of the market furthering in the economy but i feel like the top dogs are always going to kind of stay the top dogs like i said the crypto punks the mutant apes the board apes they're all just kind of, kind of sit in that spot together at that top. Like they're the, they're the heavy hitters of the NFT game. Like you see the heavy hitters of the stock market. Like I was talking about, like the Amazons and the Apples. Those are your heavy hitters of the NFT game. Those are, those are what you need to be following if you want to follow NFTs. I mean, I don't feel like following a bunch of those uh, smaller projects that people are posting on the daily, putting on their Twitters, making Twitter accounts, posting their NFTs, and doing. 10,000 releases for two Ethereum a piece. I mean, yeah, they're making bank, but you're not going to make the bank that they are at that point because you're not going to get that price that they're selling it for at auction later. You're not, and you may, you may in the future, you may get it a couple months later, but if you're planning on holding on to NFTs for years and years and years, i I wouldn't recommend it I would like I said I mean I'm kind of conservative with my views on what you should do with your money. I, mean, I always think it's good to go into stocks with it. I always think it's good to put into business into businesses i I can't talk, but I think putting it into those like I wouldn't say weaker investments, but the more not as developed investment ideas i mean uh if you listen to the the all grown ups episode the uh, the phase podcast had an interview with uh, Faze Rugg, and he talked about how he invests his money, and he talks about how instead of just investing in the common stocks that people will invest in, he does property investments, and he's I, I believe that he has made a ton of money off his property investments. And that's a safe investment, like a property investment, super safe investment. You buy a condo, Airbnb it for the entire year, you don't even live there you can make a lot of money off that. I mean, you got to go back and clean it every once in a while. You got to do the maintenance on it, but you're not going to have to do too much work on it. You kind of just have to own it and rent it out and lease it out for Airbnbs, lease it out for renters. It's not like you're going to be there every day working in the office, trying to figure out how to move these properties and how to do this real estate investing. I mean, I guess real estate investing can be really hands-on if you really want to get into taking those fixer-upper homes and rebuilding them yourselves. But I mean, if we're talking about internet and buying things online and selling things online i think that if you're going to do real estate investments like that you should be doing real estate renting and buying properties and renting them out uh going in and doing maintenance is going to take a lot of time if you want to continue to build those fixer upper houses if you're someone who does that all power to you i mean i don't have a problem with it but if we're talking about in this episode how you can make money online and how people make money online currently in the new generation because there's teens making tons of money off property investments People will buy houses and just lease them three hundred sixty-five days out of the year, and they will make thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars. I mean, I can't give you a general estimate of how much they make, but I know they can make a lot of money depending on the house, depending on the location. Like a condo in Los Angeles, of course, is not going to make the same amount of money as something in Jackson, Mississippi. But I mean, it's it's going to be it's going to be a good investment no matter where you are. It just depends and where you are and how good the investment's going to be if it's never going to be a bad property investment in my opinion i don't think you can really lose on property investments too much unless like your house just falls apart someone trashes it someone destroys it which you should even get your airbnb stuff back from if someone trashes the house and destroys it but i mean if you if it's, it's really just if like the house just starts to go undergo like big damages like uh, sewage leaks or plumbing leaks and stuff like that, it's going to take a lot of money out of your pocket to get it fixed and do the maintenance for it. But I honestly think property investments are one of the safest investments you can do if you've got a large chunk of capital. Uh, I wouldn't put it into NFTs necessarily. Uh, I feel like the NFT, if you really, really wanted to make a ton, you kind of had to do it a while back and you can still make a ton on those smaller projects. Like I was saying that I, I don't like the smaller projects a ton because I feel like they're not great holds for a long time. But if you're really looking to pick up something and move it really fast, I mean, yeah, the, the smaller projects are what you should be going for. Uh, but off the topic of NFTs... Or actually, let's stay on the topic of NFTs. I actually have one more thing to talk about with NFTs. It's... I don't think the NFT world is, should just be applied to the digital pictures in the future. I feel like there's so much more you can do with the idea of an NFT and how it works... I think Gary Vee talked about this, how you buy a house, and we're going back to property. You buy a house, and then you sell it, but you put in the deed that every time someone sells this house, or you build a house, you build a house, Uh, every time someone sells the house, you get back 1% of the payment of the house, and no one is going to bat an eye if you say that, and that's almost the exact same idea as NFTs. You're going to get a share of every time that the house is sold. So if this house is sold forty times, you get one percent. Say it's sold for a million every time. I don't I don't have great math skills. Ten thousand, right? One percent percent, million is ten thousand. You're getting ten thousand every single time that house is sold. Uh, and it's gonna raise in price and you're gonna get more every single time and you don't have to you don't even have to do maintenance on it, you're just Basically getting a small percentage of how much the house sells for every single time and it's just the basic premise of how the nft works It's not about the image. It's not about the monkeys the digital monkeys the digital whatever a crypto punk is I don't I don't even know what that is like, I mean, I know what the process is But I don't know what a real-life crypto punk would look like Uh, I think that the nft word should be used for just more than the images the digital images uh, next thing I want to talk about is cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency has become a huge part of the market recently. I mean, you see people making a lot of money off Bitcoin. You see people making a lot of money off Ethereum. You see people making a lot of money off Doge, Shiba. And I want to talk about Doge and Shiba specifically because if you want to think about Ethereum and Bitcoin, I would refer to those as rather safe investments. I don't think Ethereum and Bitcoin are ever going to hit below uh, close to where they are like I don't know the exact price of bitcoin right now maybe 70,000 off the top of my head 65,000 I don't think it's if it's there I don't think it's ever going to go below $60,000 I mean I can't see bitcoin dropping that much just because of how established it is as a market piece uh but these projects like doge and shiba the meme coins especially with the meme coins people will say oh shiba's going to a dollar well shiba doesn't have the liquidity for a dollar uh it can be exchanged to any major retailers. I mean, I don't think you can walk in to your local grocery store or even like a Nike store, like a big retailer store, or maybe on Amazon even, and say, hey, do you take my Shiba. They're going to say no. Like the only ones that are really widely accepted right now are Ethereum and Bitcoin. And maybe Shiba and Doge will be accepted in the future, but it's worth so little that for a $100 project, you're going to have to send them. 700 shiba coins or whatever it is uh how are you put is it shiba coins i don't know if it's shiba coins exactly but it it may be it may be shiba coins i I don't know for sure but it doesn't have the liquidity to cash out if you make seven million dollars on shiba and you go to cash out on a coin based account you're not going to get your liquidity you're going to get a certain portion of it but they're not going to give you all $7 million because Shiba was not created with enough capital in the first place to give you $7 million if you make $7 million on Shiba. Bitcoin is much safer because Bitcoin, you can actually cash out that $70,000 that you have in your Bitcoin shares because it's actually worth something as a physical coin. You can exchange it in places. Same thing with Ethereum. You can exchange it in places. You're going to be able to get your liquidity for it. You're going to be able to get product for it. You're not going to be able to get product. You're not going to be able to liquidize the Shibas and the Doge's of the world unless you have very small amounts of it like Coinbase yeah of course Coinbase is going to let you cash out $12 worth of Dogecoin but $50,000 $60,000 yeah they'll probably let you do that but like once you get up to the really really heavy high numbers you're not going to be able to cash out you're not going to be able to get product there's almost no reason in getting that much of it uh, because you're not going to be able to use it for anything more I mean, it's it's really, really risky on those stocks too. I mean, they can move and fluctuate so much because they're under a dollar even. Those things are going to move up and down like you've never seen. Like an elevator on a busy day, these things are going up and down all, all day long. And it depends on what time you sell them, and basically that's it. You don't have really charts for cryptos uh you can't analyze really anything for cryptos like you can go through and analyze stocks i mean you can do that all day that's how the day traders work but you can't analyze cryptocurrency and analyzing cryptocurrency i think all stocks have to have some way to to analyze them in order for you to be able to make it work for you and to be able to make money off of them by flipping them quickly not by holding them you've got to have some sort of way of getting that uh telling what the chart's going to look like, telling what they're going to rise, being able to make an analysis, being able to make an educated guess. I feel like with crypto, I feel like it's going to die out. The smaller coins are going to continue to die out and just be recreated as different small coins because there's no way that people are going to be able to keep investing in these things and keep doing this without any really market analysis on how these things are going to do, if these things are going to rise, if they're going to fall. I mean, that's how the stock market was created was people can do analysis and decide or not how it was created, but that's one of the reasons why the stock market became so popular was because you can do analysis. And if you have the smarts and the ideas to do well in the stock market, you can do well. Crypto is really, in my opinion, almost gambling. And I'll say that. I'll say that I think crypto is almost gambling the smaller coins because you're you're putting in a lot of money and it could result very, very, very terribly for you. Uh In the way that the internet works now, you'll see only people hitting those big, big crypto makes, like people will be posting that they made $10,000 today on Bitcoin or whatever. You're only going to see those big wins. You're never going to see the losses. And that's one of the scary things about the internet and social media, is that you go on Instagram or TikTok and you'll see people making $10,000 off stocks in a day and They'll say, "Oh, you can buy my course. You'll make ten thousand dollars as well." But it's no one's ever going to show you their losses. If I if I ever open like a public portfolio, I'll show my losses because like at that point, I'm I want to educate the people on how I'm actually doing. Like if you look at if you look at a professional baseball player, let's look at uh, Reggie Jackson for example. This is a very good example. Reggie Jackson has an absurd amount of home runs. I think it was five hundred something, five hundred. 70-something, maybe. But he also has the most strikeouts in baseball history. But no one is going to tell you. When you think of Reggie Jackson, if I went up to someone who watched baseball in the 70s, I'm going to go up to them in the 70s, 80s, I'm going to walk up to them and say, what do you think of Reggie Jackson? They're going to say, oh, one of the greatest hitters of all time, great swing, hit a ton of home runs. They're never going to tell you, oh, he didn't. He struck out a ton. Like They're never going to tell you that. And it's exactly the same thing with these creators who are making these videos on cryptos and stocks, they're never going to tell you that they failed. They're never going to tell you that they lost money because they want their credibility to be built. But honestly, I would trust someone to be more credible who is telling me that they lost money. If you're going to come up to me and tell me that you lost money on a stock, but I should still invest in what you've done, I'm going to look at your full portfolio. If you've done better than you've done worse, then yeah, I might talk to you about it. But if you have just show me your portfolio and you've never lost on anything, I'm either gonna say you've been trading for a week or two, or you've fudged this. Like there, there's no way that you trade for a long period of time and end up never losing any sort of money. I I I don't I can't pull up the stat right now, but there's some sort of stat of like how much money. Warren Buffett has lost and he's one of the most successful investors of all time I mean honestly anything that man touches goes gold like anything that Warren Buffett puts his hands on stocks wise does really 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 well but he's lost a ton of money too like there's a comparison of how much money he could have made in his investments which is almost infinite but there's a lot of money that he's lost in those two because not everything is going to work out for you not everything is going to be perfect in the stock market world and the economy nothing's ever going to be perfect in your finances it's just a measure of how you handle that and how you like work through what you've lost you can't just tell people that you've never lost before and if you say you've never lost your credibility honestly goes down for me the next thing I really want to talk about and this is the last thing I'm really going to talk about is physical investments I talked about property earlier but one of the biggest things I've seen investing in that people actually make a ton of money on which I'm actually kind of involved in myself is like shoe investments or like physical resource investments maybe like gold investments shoes especially though if you ever have the time and you've never heard of this i would really go look up the sneaker invest on youtube uh i'm not partnered with him in any way he's just a great youtuber on the subject he will take shoes buy them for a low price because he sees something in the shoe that other people don't maybe he sees that they've got a certain colorway that have done really, really well in the past. Maybe he sees they're too low of a price than what they really should be. He'll go in and say he did this with, uh, say, the Bordeaux Dunks. I know I know, he did this with the Bordeaux Dunks. Uh, he saw that they were too low in price for what they're really worth, in his opinion. He saw they were a clean shoe and that he could sell them probably for more. He bought a couple pairs. Not a couple. He bought a lot of pairs. And then he said, I'm going to hold on to these for two to three to four months held onto them for two to three to four months and you made a lot of money off of them and it's really honestly in my opinion it's a safer investment in a lot of purposes because especially if you hit the shoes for retail uh shoes are more than likely never going to sell for less than retail uh shoes are never going to go for less than what they've done especially if they sell out uh jordan ones like the pollens which was one of the worst jordan one releases in a while i actually love the shoe but a lot of people hate that shoe they think it looks like mustard or whatever. They're never going to go below that one seventy price that they started at just because no one is going to sell them for less than what they originally got them for if they hit them for retail. No one's going to go out there and say, hey, I'll sell these for sixty." The market's never going to drop below the retail price because they've sold out and people, if they want them and they're already sold out, there's no reason for someone to be able to pay retail for a shoe after it releases. So, like championship red dunks i've got a pair of those sitting up on my shelf right now and i mean i've worn them a bunch they're a personal pair but i mean you could honestly see that they've made probably 30 bucks 40 50 bucks a piece on each pair since i bought them i mean i couldn't sell them for that much right now because i've worn them but if i had kept them in pristine condition for the last two months i'd probably made 60 bucks off them 70 bucks off them i mean it's a, it's a really good investment if you can tell what the sneakers game is like, if you can understand that, it's, it'd be, it's really, really good business to do that sneaker investing just because there's so many factors that go into sneaker investing that you can actually make sure that you are always going to get a good investment almost. like there, there should be no reason for you to lose a ton of money on a sneaker investment almost ever in my opinion. Uh, if you know what you're doing, if you follow the steps correctly, you should never lose on a sneaker investment. Uh, property I talked about, just a physical investment, and then like gold. And I can't ever see really gold dropping. I mean it's always gonna continue to go up in price, uh, so but if you wanna go invest in gold bars, go have at it. I'm never gonna be the one to store gold bars in my house. I'm sorry, but I'm just not gonna do it. Just put a GoFundMe in my description. You can go save up to buy me a gold bar if you want to. But I don't think I'm ever really gonna do a physical investment like that, but yeah that's all i really had to cover today i want to talk about that stuff uh we covered it uh and i think i'm really good on talking about this sort of stuff uh if you want to answer if you want any questions answered or if you want me to talk about anything more in a further episode uh, i really love to do that because and i think this is a really interesting subject i think this is something that's going to change a lot within the next months weeks even it's going to change a lot in the next years uh So I may make another episode on this just because it's a really interesting topic and something I really enjoy talking about and educating people about, even though I'm not an expert myself, I just kind of like to give my own opinions. So I couldn't really consider that educating. I can kind of just consider that sharing what I think about things, sharing what I kind of, I'm sharing my opinion, just sharing my opinion about stuff. Uh, and I enjoy doing that with this kind of, uh, economy stuff. So thank you for listening, uh. Don't know when this episode is going to be posted since it's the first one, but tune in for the second one. Hopefully, I'll have an interview in that one, and it'll be a really good episode. So, thank you for listening. Peace.